Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, where the stories are sometimes silly and usually short, just like the half servings of milky tea we call Cutting Chai back home in India. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and today I am so glad to welcome the queen of silliness, and I mean that in the very best way, Jennifer Liss. Jen is a marketing copywriter and the founder of The Creative Commute, a podcast and community focused on fueling joy through creativity. The effort began as a way to stay optimistic during the spread of the global pandemic and has grown into a thriving virtual community. Jen and I were also together in the program Made to Do This, which is when I began this podcast. So that makes it doubly special to have her on the show. Welcome, Jen. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I love being introduced as having silliness as part of my title that like I feel like I am living the life. That is amazing. Yes, Jennifer Liz, Director of Silliness. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Let's kick things off by talking about the creative commute. How did it start? What was it supposed to be? And how has it evolved over time? On March 16th, the creative commute will have been around for one year. And it really, I mean, COVID was the impetus for it being created. Everything was shutting down and I felt like I was losing control of everything as we all did, right? <laughs> it it was, I, I just couldn't get a handle on things. And I knew that I was going to be working from home and I was like, you know, we're all bringing our office stuff home. I go up to the office and people are leaving this giant office building. People are like walking out with their computers, leaving with their chairs. I was like, what is this reality that we are living in? So that whole weekend, I was just trying to get a handle on things. And I knew I'd be working from home that Monday. And I was like, you know, I have this time. I have this commute time that I normally would be driving to work. How could I possibly use this for something that will make me feel better that will make me feel good. And so I decided I would do something creative during the 20 minutes that I would be driving to and from work each day. And then I had the thought, you know, maybe other people might need this too. You know, maybe it's not just me that feels like I need a little something positive in my life right now, a little something certain when everything mm -hmm. was not. And so I made a Facebook group, invited a handful of friends, and then it it just grew from there. We we have fun and we do silly creative challenges all the time in there. This week we're focused on learning to juggle of all things. <laughs> so we do lots of lots of fun things and just fuel fuel positivity and our happiness by getting back in touch with our creative selves. It's so it's the most wonderful group of people. We just have a blast. Oh my God, I have so many questions, but <laughs> let me start with the juggling. <laughs> well, this is actually a dream of mine that is coming true this week. There, When I ran the 2016 Chicago Marathon, there was a guy who ran it juggling, what he calls joggling. He ran the entire marathon juggling, never dropped a ball. And I've been obsessed with this silly story of this guy, like what made this guy want to do this. And so I interviewed him for my podcast. He came into the creative commute, showed us all how to juggle and talked about why he does it. And it's simply because he loves it. And he's like, why not? People think it's crazy, but I love it. And I just think that's such an inspiring message for any of us to hear is, you know, maybe if it seems absurd, just do it anyway, because you like it. And I just think that it's so cool that he doesn't even know 
how inspiring he is. All the people that him just doing the thing that makes him happy, even though it's silly, that he is bringing joy to people all around the world. I mean, he's from Toronto, Canada. I heard about him and saw him in Chicago at a marathon, but I live in Wichita, Kansas. And, you know, I'm now spreading it out into the creative commute. So it's like, you just never know that little thing that you do that makes you happy. It could bring other people so much happiness. So what's the most fun or the silliest thing that you've done in your Facebook group out of all the things? (laughs) Well, there have been lots of silly things that we have done. Probably the most memorable thing is that on Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, I showed up live with a raw turkey mask on my face <laughs> just just because this raw turkey mask, I have it and there's a whole story as to why I have it. It was a very strange gift given to me by somebody, but I was like, you know what the perfect thing would be is to go live in the morning with this raw turkey mask on my face. It's terrifying looking, first of all, but also hilarious. And apparently it's from a skit from Friends, but I didn't know that at the time. I just thought it was just this very weird thing that I happened to own. And it it made people laugh and um, it it makes me laugh. So that's probably the... (laughs) That's probably the silliest thing. I I remember that very well. I remember scrolling through Facebook and I remember being absolutely arrested. And, you know, I I grew up with friends and I love that. And I know absolutely know the, the skit you're talking, the sketch piece you're talking about. And I instantly thought that you were doing Monica making turkey dinner and getting your head stuck in the turkey. But so what was the response from from people when they saw you just being all out there like that? I think people like it. It's probably refreshing to see somebody just make a fool of themselves, which I'm certainly much more willing to do now than I would have been a year ago. You know, I had never gone live on Facebook prior to a year ago. I'd never done an Instagram live. Actually, Instagram live still makes my palms sweaty because anything new just makes you nervous. You know, it's like if you haven't done it before, there's a little bit of fear there. But I think that allowing yourself to be yourself then allows other people to feel like they can too. And, you know, I mean, we all just need a little bit more laughter and willingness to be goofy in our lives I think absolutely oh my gosh I know in my own life like being silly allows me to being silly in one part of my life allows me to like encourage that in other parts of my life I have a puppy and a second grader and so they really like force me to be silly you know whether I like it or not and it's so therapeutic to laugh and to be nonsensical to stop taking yourself so seriously I think I completely agree when I play dress up with my kid it allows me to break down boundaries between what is allowed in my grown-up life versus you know the nonsensical thing to come out of my mouth when I don't think about it and I feel like there's a very strong tie between being silly and being creative. What do you think? I completely and totally agree with this. And I think that a lot of us, we take life really, really, really seriously. And I'm actually one of the people who struggles with taking life too seriously. You know, I, I grew up as an achiever and wanting things to be just so and wanting to do things the right way. But then I have this other side of myself that just loves 
silliness. And I kind of stuffed that side of myself down for a very long time. And especially once I entered the corporate world, I felt like, wow, I need to be this other person. I need to stuff that side of me away. And what has happened for me with the creative commute is actually that by being silly, by doing this, it's not actually taking away from my creativity at work. It's making me more creative at work. It's making me better at work. And I'm a marketing copywriter, so I need to be creative all day. That's the kind of stuff that I do. But actually fueling this other side of my creativity with this other work has made my day job so much more enjoyable. I'm having a hell of a lot more fun. It it really feeds everything. No, I totally agree. And you can't be one dimensional. When you start seeing your life and the different parts of your life is influencing each other and feeding each other, then you realize that to grow and to do well in one part of your life, you have to feed all the other parts too. Right. We try to compartmentalize who we are into I'm this person in this situation and I'm that person in that situation. And I just want to break that down. No, you are your full person in every situation. What are some ways that doing the creative commute has changed you? Like bringing that fun into your life. And also, side question, does it stop being fun when you have to produce a podcast? Does it stop being fun when you're in charge of this community? Because it's not something that then just happens, but you you have to plan for and schedule. That question is really interesting. I've gone through definitely some peaks and valleys over the past year and starting this kind of side project that is really, really a passion project, helping other people figure out what is the thing that makes me happy and how can I do that and bring that joy into my life? That is what the creative commute has really started for me. But yes, there's been times where it started to become too much work. It started to become labor. I started to feel responsible for things. And what I've noticed in those moments is that I've stopped having fun. I'm taking stuff too seriously. I'm taking too much pressure on myself. I'm starting to worry about things that really are not for me to worry about. And that's when it starts to become work. Takes me to remember, step back and listen to my own message. My husband has even said, go listen to your own podcast (laughs) because that's what you need to step outside of what you're experiencing right now. It's just for whatever reason, as human beings, I don't know if it's what we're taught or if it's just our nature to start to forget the importance of of fun and laughing and having a good time and how that really can make everything so much better. So how do you, I mean, when you're in that valley, how do you pull yourself out of it? And can you give us a prescription for silliness for when we are in that moment? Well, we could all have different ways. But I think one of the fastest ways is to move your body, to move your body just for fun, not to go out and run a marathon unless that's like really what you dig, but just turn on a song and dance a little bit and smile. And and this is actually a funny thing about running. You can actually, in the middle of a miserable run, if you smile or laugh, it's so goofy, but I'm not kidding you. I have done it. You start laughing and all of a sudden it's not so bad. And it's like, yes, maybe I'm tricking my mind, but it genuinely makes you feel better. So who cares? (laughs) Who cares? But moving your body, get up, put on a song and dance a little bit. It just shakes out all of that stiff energy and gets you having a good time. Now you could do this through anything if you're somebody who likes to draw or whatever, but if you just need like a surefire way to get you in a better mood, turn on a song you like and move your body like nobody's watching 
Oh my God, that is so true. That is something that I do with my kid, but also just sometimes as a pick me up. Um, I've started doing it recently. Um, I'll just put on some music with no words and I'll lock the door because I don't want anybody coming in. <laughs> the right, room I, I get it. <laughs> and I just let it all hang out. Your point about smiling when you're running a marathon made me think of, you know, those laughter clubs? Have you ever seen those like groups of people? I don't know if that's an Indian thing. In India, when you would go to parks, you would often see these groups of people, you know, usually like slightly older, just standing in a circle and like laughing uproariously. Like they were exercising their laughing muscles. And it's, and, and you would walk past and you would be like, what are they doing? And it would be so strange. But you know what? If you hung around there for like more than a second, their laughter would infect you. Like I would never be able to walk past those groups of people without ending up laughing myself. Actually makes me think I saw this trend on TikTok. You go around and you take a you take the phone and you record somebody and you say fake laugh until you start to laugh. So you're like ha 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 ha, ha <laughs> until you start actually laughing and it's just over and over all these people who are fake laughing until they start to actually laugh and you know, it's just so fun to watch this actually happen. And that's what we can all be doing. We It's all about changing your mindset and just breaking yourself out of those nasty thought patterns and getting yourself into a better one. And laughter is just such a fast way to do that. And you don't have to be funny. You don't have to be a funny person to laugh. Like we can all just laugh, just to laugh. How does all of that apply to business people, to entrepreneurs. I think a lot of people think of fun as something they do after work, something they do with their friends or their family. Um, and we are all are not copywriters. Some people have serious jobs. And I don't know, in my mind, that's like an accountant or like a lawyer or something. But how can we bring fun and joy and silliness into our lives, into our work lives, and have that element enhance that professional side of ourselves. Thank you for asking this question because I'm so dang passionate about this that we have got to start bringing more fun and more joy and more of ourselves into our work no matter what your job because right now the world needs us to be more creative and innovative than ever before. We need people out there solving problems, thinking differently, getting creative in whatever it is you do. Now, I know that they say a creative accountant, then that's not necessarily a good thing. But there's ways <laughs> that accountants can be thinking about things differently. You know, I mean, people do their taxes online and things like that now. And that is a result of somebody getting creative and solving a problem for those of us who don't necessarily want to go out and actually take our stuff somewhere. We want to do it ourselves, but we need some help. We have to be enjoying what we're doing. We have to be having fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jen, as you know, I end all of the episodes of my show with a writing prompt for my listeners. And I am so, so hoping that you have a silly writing prompt for all of us. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the writing prompt. And I hope to see some results from this prompt because it it's very silly. In the creative commute, you can either write or you can draw or you can act something out. So um, writing obviously is what you do. And that's probably what most of your listeners are into. But if there's some other way you'd like to bring this to fruition, then please feel free to exercise your creative liberties. But our prompt is, well, it was going to be fun 
until that dang penguin showed up again. That is brilliant. I love it so much. It's such a non sequitur. It so doesn't make sense. And that is the, I think, such a brilliant jumping off point for creativity. It's like, how, how do those two sentences go together? Let's figure that out. That, that actually reminds me, a few episodes ago, I um, interviewed a children's poet on this show, Ken Nesbitt, who's brilliant and hilarious. When asked like how he comes up with his ideas, because some of, some of his poems are really silly, and that's what makes them brilliant. And he said, you take something that's, you know, you take one thing, like a bird in a tree that inspires you, and you put them in a really strange situation. Like, what if this bird was writing a blog? Or you take a pirate and you make them you know, take ballet lessons. You imagine pirates pirouetting in tutus. I think that just sparks so much creativity because it takes your brain from the expected to the completely unexpected. And then, and, and you have to find a completely new way to connect the dots. If you draw, act out, or write something in response to Jen's prompt, uh, you can feel free to share it with me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com or share it on um, on Instagram with the hashtag cuttingchaistories. Um, and I'll put all of Jen's info in the show notes as well so you guys can connect with her. But thank you so much, Jen. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show and to laugh with you. And um, I, for one, can't wait to use this writing prompt. Thank you for having me on. This was such... It was such a pleasure and you are just a blast. You're so fun to talk to. Your podcast is wonderful and honestly, you are so brilliant as well. So I love following everything that you do. I get those emails and I love them. Oh, thank you so much. This is a mutual admiration society going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today, folks. Until we meet again next Thursday. Go have some fun!